0: welcome back to get real gaming it's the show where we get real talking about the latest and greatest video game news reviews and releases i'm your host richard and with me today it is the mouthful mode he is a mouthful How that's certainly what he is it's me. lawrence how are you doing today no, Lawrence? i'm all
1: right how about good. you i'm good thank you yeah um still not made that t-shirt which one the one that just goes, I'm all right. I'm all right. And yes. The, no. the eye goes all the way around to the, around back. the side and up the yeah. back and down the neck and on the oh. sleeves. Yeah. And, and then just at the bottom, at the bottom of the the t-shirt is just a. T- yeah. <laughs> but it's a good It's a guh Gutter.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. So you're good, and that's good. Um, we've, yeah. This week has been quite interesting, Lawrence. It's quite a few things has happening. It's quite a few has games them? that we've played to talk about yeah we've got things oh. to discuss have we we do do so, we but let's um <laughs> let's turn our let's turn our attention to what has come out this week so we can ah go that from big there and board discuss. that you
1: keep putting in my apartment that you keep dragging around with you everywhere yeah it's on roller it's yeah. like a whiteboard, but um yeah it's it's like that big remember old top gear where they'd have like the cool uncool kind of board thing we just got one of them for game
0: releases Indeed, we certainly do. Um, and it's and it's chock-a-block this week,
1: full of things, things. To, to discuss. So Well, I, hope, I hope, hope they're games and not just things. Yeah, well, you know,
0: there are things to discuss. Um, so wh- where were we left off? What day is it today? The 28th. Very good. Not that many things have come out, but notably we've had Tiny Tina's Wonderlands has come out the Borderlands game, that neither of us are really that interested in. So
1: we... No, I know I know Sam and Chris are, but we're just like... Yeah. Yeah, so we won't be talking about that. Beyond our time now. No. Um, We had a game called
0: A Memoir Blue come out. I don't really know anything about that Mm, game. Not even heard of it. Um, We've had Kirby and the Forgotten Land finally come out. Not heard that
1: either. Kirby three D, the new three D Kirby game. No, if it's not Zelda, I don't know what it is. Okay, well you won't know this one either. Ghostwire Tokyo. No, I definitely don't know no, what you that one. I definitely didn't one. play it. No, you no, definitely, I definitely didn't. didn't play it.
0: Mm. Uh, so games have come out in the last week, and we've got some of those to talk about, don't we? This week, we do. We certainly do. Even though you've just said you didn't, but you did. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So what have you been playing <laughs> this week, Lawrence?
1: Has it been <laughs> one of those <laughs> playing don't Ghostwire leave us Tokyo? It. <laughs> Don't leave it in the dark any longer. In confusion. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo I played a bit yeah. of. I played okay. a bit of Far Cry 6 on the PlayStation 5. Oh, interesting. Um, because it was free this weekend. Oh, like uh, a free-to-play-this-weekend-only uh, deal? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was like a free trial thing. If you I can played... download it fast enough. Well, yeah. Um, what else did I play? I played quite a few games. I played a bit of World of Warcraft. Okay. Um... Mm. That's kind of it, really. Yeah, that's good. A little bit of Elden Ring, but not much.
0: Oh, oh yeah, on the PS5,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, in terms of Ghostwire Tokyo, then, have you played enough to talk extensively about it?
1: Uh, I've played enough to get a general idea of it. Have you got some general opinions? Yeah. Okay, shall we save them for a little bit later? If you want. Very good.
0: Okay, well, this week, You're the host. I've been playing the Kirby and the Forgotten Land demo because I didn't buy the game but I thought I'd give the demo a go to get flavor of it. Oh, yeah. Um, so I played that and, um, yeah, it's the demo is really a good demo, actually. It, it takes you through a full, at least one full level with a full boss and in between there's like two mini bosses or something before the big boss. Um uh-huh. But um, you're saying you don't really know much about this. But were you joking, or did you genuinely not know, know what? No, I was joking. I I knew about. Very it. good. And of course, of course, I knew about Kirby's coming out. Yes, of course. So yeah, it's like um, you know what? The first thing that I want to say about it is that it is kind of Mario Odyssey esque in terms of you know how far away the camera is and its angle and how it follows you around. But the way the camera cinematically follows Kirby around is actually very nice. And you have quite a bit of control over the angle of which it's looking at you from. So you can change it a little bit, even though it kind of has a on-rails kind of guidance of where it should be looking at most times. But I like Uh that you have at least a little bit of control over it. Um, But Kirby feels really good. Um, He's got lots of, you know, surprisingly, a lot of moves that I didn't expect to be able to do, like... Like your little little dodge roll, you've got Kirby dodge roll. You've got a generic attack, um, and you've also got. Obviously, if you suck things up and become um, them, you know, it, as Kirby, you've that becomes your new kind of action fighting button. But it does have the charm and the elegance that you would expect from. Um, you know, I don't. I don't actually know what studio. Developed this, or if it was internally Nintendo Studio, actually. But what I do know is that is that visually, this is one of the best looking Switch games, like full stop. Visually, this is like really? this is a standard. Yeah, this is the the polish and the the quality of the colors and just the sharpness and the crispness of the game in general looks like you could this could have been like an Xbox. Like Series X or PlayStation 5 type quality game on a smaller format, in a smaller format. That's fact. impressive. That's impressive. Uh, when we're, that. we're, we're not talking, obviously, ray tracing or anything like that, but what we are talking about is like that kind of level of quality you'd expect for, let's let's say, let's say if they did a, a, a Switch Pro or a Switch, you know, like a, a more are high you quality. you still beating Switch? that bloody drum. Well, no, I'm just saying if we were comparing what you'd expect the graphics to quality, like considering what we've just had with Pokemon, you know what I mean? Like that was a standard, wasn't it? But it was not. It was a bit of a... It was a standard for the original 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Kirby really does Pliny feel... Curve, this Kirby game feels like it's had the attention given to it that Mario gets. And I think that says a lot about it. I think generally. Um, the mouthful that maybe mode maybe Pokemon needs. Yes, yeah, because po- Pokemon's kind of missing it right now. But the mouthful mode, which is the new mode where you can kind of try to suck things up but can't, so you just kind of sit on top of them, half ingested Excuse them. Excuse me. Each each thing that you each thing that you. Can... <laughs> All right. Look,
1: I'm trying really hard to describe mouthful mode here. It's a bit harder than. Expected, but yes, you're trying to call me mouthful mode, and you're saying that I sit on things to ingest them. No, you are just a mouthful, Lawrence. That's all. Um, in terms of coping, not sure how I feel about this.
0: Well, never mind. (laughs) Um, yeah, so in the game, you can in the demo, sorry, we get you can be the car, you can be the vending machine, you can be a traffic cone, and I like that they add more kind of puzzling complexities sometimes rather mm. than just what Kirby would normally do, which is suck up an enemy and then get the powers of that enemy. When you do something that's a car or a vending machine, you get brand new abilities. And sometimes you'll need to break through walls, like by f- driving through it to crash through it. Or sometimes you need to like break pipes that have got cracks on them. And you can only do that with the sharpness of the end of the cone by flipping upside down. So so I feel like they actually didn't just throw something new in. It feels like they've, they've designed... New gameplay around a new Kirby idea, a new mechanic, and, mm. and I actually think it's worked really well. So I am recommending Kirby, even though I've only done the demo. But the demo did give you quite quite a lot. Um, I would say it's a good time. So that's what I've got to say about Kirby. And we I'm, don't really I'm miss-
1: I'm, I might have to give it a go.
0: I think the demo's worth a go. It's not that long. Mm. Um, you can get like twenty minutes out of it, which is enough. I would say for a you know. Pretty pretty early demo or something. It's like the first level or something. First proper level. Mm. Um, boss fights also give you that kind of Elden Ringy. Well, obviously not difficulty, but definitely like oh, there's a big <laughs> you boss. Imagine
1: the Elden Ring difficulty <laughs> on Kirby? <laughs> yeah, definitely
0: not. But but what it does give you is it gives you that moment of oh, this boss is has certain mo- has a move set, and the move set will change based on the health of the enemy so you're kind of paying attention to what it's doing and choosing your moments to go in and do stuff. So even though it even though Kirby's obviously nothing like Elden Ring, I mean it pairs quite nicely actually alongside Elden Ring as a kind of a a counter contrasting type of sweet game to to play. Speaking of Elden Ring, I now own a copy of Elden Ring. So I have I haven't um, been playing it just yet, but um, I will be playing it today, I think, and um, then we can maybe talk about some co-op stuff in the future as well. Yeah. Um, and that's basically been it. Oh, so I've also gave one or two games into Fortnite, um, and that's relevant because Fortnite have now
1: removed building. Yes. Yes, I saw this. So I we saw can... this. They're, they're removing it in the next few days, I think it is. No, it's Not already gone. Oh, permanent. It's already gone. It's already gone. Well, yeah, it's gonna look like, it's like a permanent mode in the next few days. Okay, yeah. So it's gone for good at this
0: point in time and they've kind of made a little bit of a story out of it. Um and what they've done is so from the last season of Fortnite, they already introduced a couple of new mechanics based around weapon fighting where you where if the guns could come with like a sight. Uh, like, a like a, obviously, the sniper always did. But if you got, like, an AR, some of them could come with a red dot sight. And then when you zoomed in, you actually went into a first-person thing for a split second, where you would then have a first-person red dot sight going on for kind of higher accuracy. And that happened kind of last season. Um And then now what they've done to go further with that is obviously building is one of those mechanics that makes or breaks Fortnite in that way. It kind of became something that, you either are very skilled at and still play Fortnite or got a bit sick of and don't. And I think they've made this change because they know the fan base is kind of struggling with. You know, the the drop-off of players from building gets a bit tedious. There's kind of a skill gap that's too unapproachable for new
1: players or younger players or players who just don't want to build. Especially when you're like, if you shoot a shot and then suddenly you see five towers get constructed in the next, like... Five seconds. Yeah, I mean, people would, would grind that out all day to the point where they could do it just blindly.
0: Uh, it was rid- ridiculous. It obviously was ridiculous, yeah. So what they've done instead is they've removed all of that, no building, no material gathering, um, but they have instead added a new faster sprint mechanic. So now you mm. can sprint even faster. Um, and also they've added um, mantling so now you'll get a little UI when you're against a wall or a window or, a, or anything that you can climb up and you would just press space and you would, your character would then jump and mantle. And sometimes it means you could do a couple up a big wall of trying to get inside of a building or something. Um, and then to obviously, um, aid the fact that the map is, is quite, there's lots of open areas. They've gone and added mm-hmm. structural things that are kind of like cover. So they've they've added cover to the map generally, so people can kind of hide and stuff instead of build against. And then they've added the mantle that, to.
1: It kind of reminds me of the um, Final Fantasy VII First Soldier, that battle oh, royale. Okay, so does that have features like that? Yeah, and mantle, uh, especially and the the mantling and, and things like that. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting.
0: So I don't know where they, where it's come from, but it's it's definitely you know even the pros like old Fortnite pros have been saying how much better this is now and how much they mm-hmm. want it to be permanent. Um, because it's become more of a standard, you know, game that, that requires the skill that everyone kind of just wants to be working on at all times, I suppose, which is the aiming, the shooting, that kind of thing, the surviving, um, without having to worry about that extra building thing. And I think that building could become something in the future that's kind of in the alternate game modes, but swapped out from that, from it being kind of like, um, you know, where before you'd have a custom game mode that was a limited time thing. Maybe they can bring building back as a new limited time thing, or maybe the story will end up whatever that bloody story is these days could end up bringing uh-huh. back building. I don't know. Uh, but related to Fortnite as well, they also did kind of a limited time Ukraine um, fundraising campaign where anything in the uh-huh. item shop up to a certain period of time was yeah. was going to go to all the proceeds were going to go to uh, Ukraine. And 70 million dollars has been raised. So that's wow. also nice. That's a nice thing. So, um, and then the last thing that I wanted to mention before we move away from Fortnite, um, and the only reason why it's relevant is, well, you'll find out. So the EU have been putting in some new laws that might be getting through all of the hoops it has to get through to become actual law. Um, and some of them are very um, pro-consumer laws in the EU, which relate Uh-oh. to um, the ability for developers and other third parties to have more control over, you know, being on devices that block third-party payment systems, um, that have kind of side-loading, and app stores, you know, so, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and bring it into the context. So in this situation here, we're talking obviously about Fortnite, the Epic Games and, and Apple controversy stuff that went on. And um, the new EU, EU laws could affect Fortnite particularly as an example, because it would mean that um, it's potentially you'd be able to sideload new app stores onto the device legally, and so Epic Games could make their own Epic Games store for the iPhone and legally would be allowed to sell v through their own payment system for Fortnite, which could play on the phone again, and Apple wouldn't, by law, be able to stop them. Um, right. It's basically just pro-consumer. The, the essential laws are if you buy this device, you should have the right to repair it, you should have the right to... Install whatever you want on it and change it in the way you want to because you've purchased it and you own it. So things like payment processing systems, you know, you wouldn't be tied necessarily to Apple Pay and in Apple's instance, like, uh, like on the switch, you could pay by credit card, but you can also pay by PayPal. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And right now on the phone, you can't really. You can put your credit card or debit card into Apple Pay, but at the end of the day, it goes into Apple Pay and Apple will still take 30% of the cut because it's through their app store, which is the only one allowed on their device. And, and it's those sort of things that the laws are aiming to kind of uh, get through now. And um, it's not just Apple. It affects any company worth 70 billion or more. Bloody so it hell. will be... A- Well, obviously, that's a really high threshold, right? But imagine, you know, how much of an effect that will have around the world because those companies will have to have those things in place for anyone in the EU. And -hmm. even though the UK isn't in the EU anymore, it would benefit us because why would they have two completely different systems? They would just make one system because they want to be in Europe and can keep it that way, unless monetarily speaking, they say, well, it's still better for us to have 30% in America and everywhere else, but EU, we can allow that. But eventually, you know, these things, things you know, companies will follow suit as more and more things get developed. They've got to keep Uh new laws in mind. So that was a lot of me talking, but essentially good European Union laws coming um, almost into full fruition currently. Allowing uh basically more pro consumer anti monopoly kind of stuff against big companies and what they can control and not control on anyone's devices. It includes Google, it includes you know, you could have your Apple app store on the on the an Android phone now, for example.
1: Mm. You could
0: have an Apple a Google Play Store on the iPhone. There's mm. nothing wrong with giving consumers the choice, you know? So it's good all round, really. Um, it's going to be good if it all goes through. It's not all fully gone through yet, but that's what's been going on and why it's relevant Fortnite. Lawrence, let me ju- <laughs> take, take it off me for a moment. I can have a drink.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up courts because. <laughs> I love this. This is a good segue already. I love it. Yep. Do you remember our good old friend Activision Blizzard? Mm, mm-hmm. Do you remember that they had a load of lawsuits that were being settled? Oh, were they being? I guess they were being settled. Yeah, they were half weren't. of them. Some of them being of them. settled. Yes. Well, they've had another one. Oh, here we go again. Here we go again. They just can't help themselves. They can't, can they? They can't, which is awkward because it's about harassment. Oh, again. That's <laughs> uh, another again. one. Apparently, um, this is more to do with very recent events. Oh, more um, recent? Very, very like, like as in tw- like this year. Recent what? After all this. After all this. After all this, Lawrence. So this represents a current employee, who will be referred to as Miss Miss Doe, Okay. who first came forward with allegations in the press conference last December. Uh, it also claims that despite public promises by Activision Blizzard to support victims, it has continued to retaliate against employees, against the employee and employees in the months since she came forward. Oh my goodness! The lawsuit says she was passed over for for a promotion weeks later, given no reason why. Also, that in January the company lied in an email to other employees saying that she had been fired. Obviously, she hadn't. Right. Uh, Activision Blizzard's relentless effort to push her out continued on February first, twenty twenty-two, when it hired two new temporary employees to perform the exact same duties Miss Doe performed. Whoa. That, so it's not that's not that, that's not looking good, and it's not looking good again. This is crazy because
0: obviously, not just because this is a horrible thing to happen to somebody, and that's an entire conversation in itself. But they're in the you know we're not even in the middle yet of an, this acquisition, Microsoft and Activision. Right? We're not even in the middle of that, and the value could change. The price per share can be affected. And so, and so all this
1: stuff, you know. I mean, what what do you think Phil Spencer's thinking at this point? Phil Phil's probably read that and gone, get me Bobby on the phone. Yeah, it's because gonna... he promised he promised Phil and he promised everyone it would all be sorted. Has it? No, no, and it will affect like the share price. T- it it will it will affect the share price, and Microsoft has basically just gone. But Microsoft, I've came out and said that they won't block potential unions, they won't block anything like that. Um, but the fact that it's hit by another lawsuit, Uy. yeah, there are some, there are some business Uy. meetings happening right now. This is, this is. You
0: know, oh, there is. As we speak, there'll be a business meeting happening. We are talking about like the biggest, the biggest purchase in gaming history being affected. By one of the most horrible things that can happen to somebody in the workplace. And that is just chaos. That's just, that's, that's just problematic. It's it's just things shouldn't be going this way. And Microsoft and Phil, I don't know what, what he's planning to do, but I think they're, I think they're still going to be saying we're going to go ahead with this because whatever's happening. Yeah, I mean, it, it's good news for them in a business sense because it allows, it gives them leverage and gives them negotiation power. Um, but it's just an awful thing in general. And honestly, at this point, I, I think this kind of can't come, the acquisition, if it still goes ahead, just couldn't come any quicker for the employees. I mean, but this is what I said when we were talking about, when we were talking about Vision Blizzard and stuff. You can remove Bobby... But but it's an underlying issue in the workplace. There, yeah. it's not just one guy. You can't change the system by just getting rid of one or two people. The the you gotta workplace quite, culture you gotta has got rid of
1: all the yeah all the all the people. The whole culture has to
0: change. And I mm-hmm. also feel sorry for the temps that got hired to take on because that means that their jobs are also insecure. So it's a horrible thing for all people involved because. You know, not only is this person going through such horrible things, but the temporary people employed, you know, maybe they were guaranteed a job and maybe they were told they were going to get this, that and the other. And now they don't. So what powers do they have in the company to do anything about yeah. that? They don't. They, there's just so many moving parts to this, this extra lawsuit. So, I mean, thank goodness this person has, has. Kept evidence if she needed to, and and really brought it to light and not let it get swept under the rug because yeah, you know that's a huge thing for for Microsoft. that need Ma- to know I mean, about those things.
1: Microsoft has came out and said, and know Phil Spencer have said that we were going to get we'll get the right people in the in place to bring the Microsoft culture to Activision Blizzard, which yeah. is good. Which is they know the issue, they know what's what's the issue, and they they know how to solve it. Yeah. It's just we need to hold on till next year. Yeah,
0: and, and this
1: is not. Not going to help
0: things. No. It's just it's just insane that with all of that going on, all the lawsuits, all of everything that was coming out, and and also not just that, but all of the other Activision Blizzard employees that all took action, that all did walkouts and all staged all this stuff, that, you know, talk, it, it talked online publicly about their experiences. It puts everything that they've gone through to shame almost... You know, not to, not that they're in shame, but for Activision, you know, the, the higher ups yeah. and the people doing this, people in charge or whatever, the, the, the entire that it's culture of it. still going on. Yeah, exactly. What a, oh, goodness me. That is, that's Ugh. horrible news, but I'm glad it's in court and I'm glad it's getting seen to. And hopefully the right things come from that, you know? Should we have some good news now? Well, I was just going to say, just, uh, just, yeah, I mean, this is kind of, I wouldn't categorize this as good news but it's microsoft
1: news. well it's well, well, go on.
0: well yeah it's not your news but it's microsoft news, not my it's news, go news. i've got microsoft news um microsoft someone tweeted about um like a kind of an insider reporter or something kind of someone who knows kind of some more insider stuff uh this <sighs> is kind of rumory i guess i suppose but they were uh, essentially saying that microsoft paid square enix between five to ten million dollars for guardians of the galaxy to be put on game pass wow um, I mean that only works out to about two dollars a game based on estimated download numbers or whatever. But five to ten is also a big, a big, you know. There's a there's That's a big, big
1: yeah.
0: There's a broad scope between five and ten million, not five to ten like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, but five million. 501 million,
1: 502 million. <laughs> There's quite a bigger gap between those two. Watch now, it's variables. not even 5 million, it's uh, for, but, it's 4,099,999. 90, <laughs> yeah. yeah, something like that. So uh, but I just thought it was quite
0: interesting that that's come up because mm. 5 to 10 for, for these games, it it's more of that kind of um, It's the same thing that Epic do with their free games in their Epic Games Store. They yeah. will pay based developers. Uh, a decided number that they've agreed on based on how many people download it during its free period. Um and I think we've had numbers about that before, but it's just
1: also interesting to see Microsoft doing about uh, sort of the same same thing, you know. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you brought up that uh, um uh, Microsoft and the Game Pass because there is a rumor that Resident Evil Village might be heading to Game Pass. Oh my goodness, really? Mm. Wow. That would be quite that interesting. that's is, that is a rumor and uh to also Link in with the Game Pass. Uh, there are rumours that PlayStation might be bringing their Project Spartacus to light this week. Yes, there's a lot of PlayStation. So, uh, there's a lot of noise around noise, PlayStation right, right now. Yeah, a lot of expected news for the next week. Yeah, what's now is just Knack Three. Yeah, so uh, for the yeah, well they trademarked it, didn't they? So yeah, but who's going to steal the trademark for Knack?
0: Oh well, I don't know, toy companies. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Shut your hmm, eye out there, I didn't I? So, tell us more but about no, Project Spartacus
1: because some people might not know what Project Spartacus so is. So, Project Spartacus is basically PlayStation's own Game Pass. You crunching on something? What are you crunching on? Exactly. You I crunching am on... Malteser. <laughs> Amazing. Um no, thank you. Um, So, the Project Spartacus is practically Game Pass, but lesser. Right. Uh, okay. Some have said that it's kind of like EA Play, but with PlayStation. Um, I've got a few tweets here I can look through. Okay, if you want to use that as a segue, be my guest. No, I don't have any any Twitter segues currently. I have none. You you have no Twitter segues. Well, Not even was, about our no, our new.
0: Oh, I should Twitter have said that thing. right at the start of the show, shouldn't I? Really? Okay, yeah. So I'll say while while you're looking at the tweets. So basically, everybody, uh, welcome to the mid-roll where we tell you. uh Get
1: Real Real Gaming,
0: our show the show that I host and Lawrence co-host
1: now has its
0: own Twitter account (laughs) yes we decided obviously there was at Get Real Pod was our original Twitter and it's the Instagram and and Facebook handles but we wanted to be part of the conversation and get more news out and tweet more about stuff so if you are enjoying the show and you like us tweeting funny things and stupid things about gaming throughout the week when we're not live on this show listening to you coming into your ears right now go to Twitter.com slash get real gaming. And that is our
1: new Twitter handle. Follow us there. Uh, and that's the end of the bid roll. Lawrence. So uh, right now apparently they've got a placeholder for this Project Spartacus thing. Okay. Where uh it is called Essential, Extra or Premium. Uh oh, this could be a placeholder. Teared. Yeah. Uh, the pricing is $10 a month for essential, $13 a month for extra, $16 a month for premium. This is, uh, this is apparently, again, could just be a placeholder. Yeah. And this person suggests premium take could include free trials of all PlayStation first party titles, but not the full game, which unfortunately is what. Xbox Game Pass provides. Yeah. Um, There is nothing really to it. Oh, no, here we go. The new service is expected to launch for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 this spring to be structured across three payment tiers, offering benefits such as free um, free monthly games, extended demos, and a library of classic PlayStation games. Okay, so two things to note based on what the
0: rumors are here is, number one, the demos. Well, I mean, you're essentially saying I'm going to be paying to be able to play demos of games when we've just discussed, you know, Kirby and Nintendo. Like, Nintendo have already nailed the strategy of just giving you demos when it's appropriate and knowing the demos when it's a good time to do one or not. And they can give away free demos and and, and that makes sales without someone having to pay for them, for goodness sake. Secondly... Um, uh, we're talking about free games every month, right? But you already get those
1: mm-hmm.
0: as part of the PlayStation Plus. So is this going to replace PlayStation Plus completely? or Apparently it's going to be a merger of PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. So it won't be... Yeah, so PlayStation Plus would disappear. You'd start paying either the smallest tier just to get online, up to the premium one to be able to get access to classic games. Is that the...
1: Yes. The report, okay. That, that's that's the rumour going around. Very good. Until PlayStation confirmed themselves, we actually don't know. Yeah.
0: I also saw a tweet, I think, where um, it was like, there was someone had mocked up four tiers potentially of different stuff. And four, and, and, and I think it was all just fake and whatever, but yeah, it looked a bit crazy. So, um, I mean, I, I think the, the fact that you can't get four games is a little bit... Mm, meh. It's not really worth paying for to play a demo when you can no. watch a video, for instance, right? Um, yeah. I could have watched Kirby to to see if I liked it, and then the fact that they did a free demo was kind of like, well, there's no barrier to entry. So that that is worth it in that respect, but I wouldn't have paid to play the Kirby demo.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it would have worked in a non-Xbox Game Pass world. But considering we are in an Xbox Game Pass world, they need to up their ante to yeah. give out first party titles. But of course, the PlayStation has a fair few exclusives on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, but they want everyone to pay full price for them. Right. That's the that that, that it, It's this whole consumer mentality of Sony and Xbox. So Xbox is like, oh yeah, we'll just place everything on the Game Pass and that's how we we'll make up money. And they've made a lot of money. Yeah. Well, PlayStation's like, oh no, we'll just want to give out demos so people go out and buy these games at full price. So yeah. you're not only paying like say you get the third like the highest one, which apparently is a like sixteen dollars a month. So you're paying sixteen dollars a month and then an extra seventy for a full game if you like the demo.
0: Yeah. Which is crazy when you consider what's been going on with Gran Turismo seven.
1: Oh, because God. if they'd have,
0: if they'd have planned this in a way where you would get access to full games while paying this thing. You know, bear in mind that Gran Turismo 7, it was a £70 game, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so Gran Turismo,
0: £70 game on launch. I mean, it still is to this day. Um, they went ahead, for instance, and the were like, okay... We've launched a game. The game has an in-game shop. There's in-game currency you can buy, and you need those credits to buy cars. Or you can grind the car, the, the credits out by playing races, and then those races might give you enough credits to buy the car instead. You can either pay to pay to play, pay, or you can just kind of grind it out for a longer period of time. Now, what they did is before launching Grand Turismo Seven, they. Mm-hmm. The, the shop wasn't on. It was not available. So reviewers couldn't even see the price or anything of, of cars or of in-game money. I hate it when
1: they do that. I really hate it when they do that.
0: Then the game launched and there was already a bit of a considerable difference between the value of cars in this game versus the same cars in previous games. Now, Gran Turismo is a fully online live service. They yeah, you can't play it offline. Can't play it offline. You can't play single player offline. The game went down for more than twenty-four hours. It went down for more than a day. Nobody could play it went the down game. for three days, didn't they? Something it's like that. that. And it and it was ridiculous. And when it came back online, not only had they done the fixes they were planning to do, but they had changed the um a lot of the thresholds for credits and how difficult it was to earn credits in the game while also raising the prices of cars and changing like the pricing methods inside of the game for actual stuff. So cars would li- literally went up by up to like eight times the price during the update or something like and that. And know
1: meant to be a live service and meant to be realistic, but you're not meant to also do inflation with every bloody patch. Yeah, they inflated the price
0: of the cars and and slowed down how many credits you would actually earn per race. And then the pricing of the actual, you know, with real money to buy bundles of credits is so that getting one car, you can't buy one bundle because it's just not enough. You'd have to buy two bundles, have more than you need and then Do be able to buy the one people car you want. Notice. There's cars in the game, Lawrence, that are, uh, that are 200 pounds worth of credits now. Two hundred dollars with of credit, sorry, And uh, that is ridiculous. Like, and and they've changed that in the patch. So people have paid seventy pound for the game or the dollar equivalent. Then oh gone.
1: But this is like a Japanese company, exactly. You kind of see that kind of stuff, I guess.
0: And this is even like you know, this is the this is not even like a free to play model. This is what I was saying. Like, if it was if it was lined up because they they spoke about GT Seven like it was mm. going to be. They promoted it like the PS Fives. One of the best games the PS5 is going to have, all the marketing for PS5 included Gran Turismo, because it's like the racing game on PlayStation and it's what sells PlayStations. But when you do something like this, it kind of makes you think: well, if you're going to launch a service that that is like a Game Pass competitor, you should have made games like Gran Turismo 7 free because their business model is such so. That, that, that it demands you to spend money if you don't want to spend those hundreds of hours or something just to get one car or s- that you want. That is just not a good business model. And and it, of course it upset everybody in, in the yeah. Grand Turismo community. Um, yeah. And so there's a real, I think they're review bombing the game right now, but it's relevant because it just doesn't make sense that they have got something like that going on with Grand Turismo 7, but then at the same time are, are preparing to launch this uh, rumored scorpion uh business model replacing playstation plus but not giving people access to free games that would benefit from business models that Gran turismo are implementing
1: i just took a look at the Gran turismo 7 metacritic user score yeah what's that 1.7 oh boy what oh. a time
0: probably one of the lowest scores ever
1: possibly yeah let, let, let me try and find out what's the lowest player score oh yikers it just goes to show you
0: can't you can't do this to people
1: people have had enough like they, they, they're sick of being abused by uh, companies they're not they're not a small company
0: polyphony no and gee not because G- they're
1: part of playstation
0: yeah and grand frismo mm-hmm. 7 is not a small franchise it's not no. even like an indie game just did something to slip up a little bit. It's like, this is the seventh game in the series. Six wasn't apparently that that great, but five had made... Oh, It was either five wasn't that great, but six was a good new standard, and seven have just gone out the window and thrown out what they were expecting kind of again, or the opposite. It was either five was good and six was bad, and then seven's even worse. Or
1: well, it's, it's um, I'm glad you brought this up, because have you seen about jo- uh, Toc- uh, Chocobo GP? Um I've not seen about it. I have I obviously know that the game was
0: coming out on the Switch, right?
1: Well, it, they've done something akin to, Grand, to what Gran Turismo have done, but made it somehow worse. So uh, they obviously market it as a multiplayer game, and, and a single-player, like, kart game on Switch. Yeah. On the same week where Mario Kart's getting new maps. Yeah, Good also a yeah, uh, bit of a shame, timing-wise, but... Yeah, and they, uh you know, you pay full price for it. You boot it up. Yep. You expect a full, solid cart. It's a mobile game, right? Essentially, a mobile game in a not even essentially. It's straight up a mobile game. Like, like free- you can't you can't unlock characters without buying, like racing a load of times or buying credits. Yeah, they've got like season passes and and all sorts like stuff that you see in a free to play mobile game. Yep. Just packages as a console one.
0: Yeah. Just, just with a sticker on the front with a price tag, pay to enter. Pretty much. Yeah. Pay to enter. At least Mario Kart Tour, right? Which, which is obviously a dividing game in the, in the space. That was a free to download, free to play game. At least this is the first
1: thing they see in Chocobo GP, which is like, to explain to viewers, it's like a massive, like, you open up your game and a massive pop-up comes up going, get season rewards by taking part in Jocobo GP. Season one available until this. Purchase prize pass. Collect gill. Level up easy with Team Stickers. And that, it's literally copied and pasted out of a mobile game.
0: Yeah. I mean, visually, it does look like that. Definitely. And this is probably something that is a mobile game somewhere in the world. I mean, just needed yeah. to be brought to the Switch and they couldn't afford to do that without charging an entry fee.
1: It's quite which possible. Which is fifty, which is like full price. Is it? It's not a full full price it's game. It's it? Full full price.
0: No way. I thought it was a bit uh, a bit less than that. Uh, what was yeah,
1: it? it? You can tr- you can try it for free, right? Apparently, okay. Uh, but it's forty
0: quid. Okay, so pretty, yeah. So not a not a cheap game then. A cheap cheap game because you got Joker it's not on cheap, the cheap cheap
1: game. It's a uh, it's more of a joke joke game than anything. Yeah
0: yeah it's got one of those try it for free things that's what you were saying right yeah so you can take part in this in in one of the GP tournament modes for free but you have to upgrade to the full version to continue playing so you can actually start it's like a start for free game where you get yeah. nothing or you but get you don't experience. get experience you
1: don't get anything for, for unlocking it
0: yeah well, this is—it's like, uh, very similar to what what you're saying about Gran Turismo, but at least yeah. this gives you a free entry point. This is what I'm saying. If if PlayStation, knowing that Gran Turismo were going to do something like this, could have said, "Okay, well, you know, we'll 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 actually just let you re- we'll give the game away for free because we know your business model is going to be a bit
1: controversial." Um, but but that's that's the issue with PlayStation. They've always been really tough on consumers. It's always been anti, not anti-consumer, but very uh, poor on consumers.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is, again, this is all rumour stuff still. There's no announcements. Yeah. Uh, no announcement know, for the Spartacus programme. No, for the Spartacus programme. Obviously, the GT stuff is real and it's, and yeah. it's happened. So, if what, if what we've discussed is... Uh, is actually going to come true. We'll obviously find out next week and talk about it more, but... Um, I mean, I, mean shame, I wouldn't really.
1: mind. They've got enough money to bloody buy Haven Studios. That's right. Jade Bedman's Haven Studios, but yeah. they don't have enough money to sort out GT7 and give it out for free. No, I know. Especially, I mean,
0: they know the funding behind GT7. It's been in development for ages, this, obviously. So...
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, it's definitely... One of those games that they, you know, like this update, you know, it went down for a couple of days, came back online, and everything was different. This is not something you do during downtime. This is something no. that was pre-planned, pre-launch. This, this thing has only been out like two or three weeks now. They didn't just come up with this after the game launched and thought, oh, we could make some no. more money if we change these numbers and put boost these numbers. This, 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 hap- this was planned. It's just awful that this has happened, um, and and. The the saddest part about it is this places you don't really have an alternative. You don't PlayStation have... don't care.
1: No. Because people will pay for it. People will pay it.
0: Well, not anymore. Obviously the, the Metacritic score is uh, is enough to say say something about that. Oh, by the way. Uh, I forgot to mention in games that I played this week Lawrence this is obviously we'll oh, be, yeah. going back to that now so here's a little break from some, some well, you said it uh, was well, good I'm news I'm glad you're bringing that up so yeah okay so another game that we had uh, well that I had played this week was a was a uh, closed beta um are oh, you alright? just dropped the
1: screwdriver oh
0: well I hope you didn't drop it on anything important <laughs> oh you've <laughs> done <did laughs> it again what's the, <laughs> the cycle Frontier, I've been I've been playing the playtest of the cycle frontier. It is essentially is essentially Tarkov with a more um, cartoony, Ooh. friendly um, bio because... bio biome based kind of game. I don't know how to really describe it. You know, the it reminds me of. What does it remind you of? Halo. It kind of does have a Halo vibe in terms of, you know, graphics and the the type of different creatures and different flowers and different fauna and everything that you'll find in the game. Uh, But it just looks a little bit less serious than Tarkov is. Except, Lawrence, I can tell you it it is really serious and and, and actually pissed me off a bit.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Because I'd
0: never played Tarkov, but um yeah, the cycle essentially um they've got some story about. All the things they have stories about. They've got a base up in the sky and they, and you drop down onto the planet. And then it, on the planet, you go around. You need to get resources in order to upgrade things in the space station and upgrade you and upgrade. Like you're a new frontier guy. So you're, you're basically going out to excavate with mining. You are uh, collecting flowers. You are picking up old salvage pieces of. Things from old water facilities and science labs that have been, uh, ra- overrun by creatures on the planet and things like that. But at the same time, if, you know, in the Tarkov escape from Tarkov way, which for those that don't understand, I'll try to, to, to explain it essentially in this way. Um, yeah, it's a live game when you get down to the planet. So in a battle royale sense, you are on the planet. With other people also trying to scavenge and hunt and collect resources to, to, to escape with. So you're dropping in, you're collecting loot, you're, you're finishing missions for different factions and then you're excavating. So you're, uh, you're extracting, sorry. So you're then finding extraction points where, uh, you know, your guy will come in with a ship. You got to get on and get out without dying. If you die while you're down there. You will lose everything you had with you, so you lose all weapons, or armor, or gear, or resources that you have purchased and brought down. And if you do survive, you then keep what you've uh, you've been extracted with, and then you can uh, sell it to the vendors in the um, in the base or you can take them on your next run. So, for instance, if you find better armor, you're obviously going to keep that armor on in your next run, but you run the risk of losing it if you die. Um, you can insure gear, so you can insure stuff, uh, but mostly there's only two options, where either you'll get a big payout for losing the gear if it gets lost, um, or you um, have the chance to go and find it again. Uh, if you've paid for a different kind of insurance. The problem with okay. that is that if you've been killed by a player and you've got salvage insurance, then you're going to go down to the planet and find it all gone anyway. So um, it is one of those things where you start off with nothing and build yourself up. But, oh my God, in my experience, I got um, up to, so the gear levels, there's like rarities that like you'd expect. So, you know, there's your common, your uncommon you're rare you're legendary that kind of thing it goes colors white green blue purple all that kind of thing right you pretty much expect that so i had like blue gear i had a blue armor blue helmet blue uh with green attachments on really good green guns that are harder to find now and um i'd spent about 45 minutes down there Mm -hmm. on the planet and um, I was playing in a squad because um, you, on the Discord, you can kind of squad up with people also trying to go in instead of playing solo and by yourself, which is really nice, by the way. And... Um... Yeah. So you get down, but there's the storms that happen. So if there's a, if there's a weather storm, all, uh, extracting is turned off. So literally I'd spent 45 minutes down there going into really dangerous areas, killing big mobs, picking up really good gear. I had all my best gear on me. We were in a jungle at an extraction point and a really big guy was coming down. A really big enemy had been kind of aggroed to us, but we'd called the ship in. And the ship was coming down, but because we're in the jungle, there wasn't a, a straightforward landing zone. There's no, like, X on the ground to say, this is where it's going to land kind of thing. And the ship squashed me. The ship did 600,000 damage to me. And I oh died. Oh, And I lost everything after 45 minutes down there. And and to me, I just got so
1: infuriated
0: because I was like, obviously,
1: this is that well, kind of game. Maybe you shouldn't play Elden Ring. This is
0: this is obviously the design of the game, but I just felt like after all that, that I had survived, it was the ship. You know, we ran into players, we had gunfights with other people, we had gunfights with big bosses. I had all the resources I needed to complete lots of missions that you have to kind of collect stuff to complete back at the base. You have to take stuff back in order to move to the next sections. And then the ship comes down out of nowhere and kills me and crushes me. And my my other team squad may say "Extract," but I get nothing i I just ended up with nothing, and I got so like, "Wow, that was annoying because that is the gameplay loop, but is that a loop I want to invest more time into? because not only have I just lost what I um kind of got through that one run. Uh, but, but I also took armor and backpack and everything with me that I had gained over the last day or so from playing on and off. That it has also taken me a long time to get. So it's not just the 45 minutes wasted. It's also the 45 minutes plus all the, all the runs you did to get the gear that you did previously up to this level and upgraded to this level. All of that's a waste as well. And so you kind of have to ask the question of whether the game's for you. The gunplay is good. I'd say the is quite good, but I feel like the servers at the moment are a little... It's almost a bit of latency where things should be hitting on target when they're not because of a slight delay or something, so you have to kind of prepare yourself a bit ahead you know, where you're shooting. But obviously, it's still in closed, be, closed uh, playtest beta. But most of the rest of the game is very nice. The, the lore is very good. The enemies are mm-hmm. quite polished and everything like that. The graphically, looks really nice. And, and so... And so I'm a bit torn, Lawrence. Uh, really, you're as a bit to how torn. I feel. I feel like I need to play a bit more of it, but also, it was very infuriating
1: to die. Well, that speaking of infuriating things, you don't have anything
0: to say about the cycle. You just want to, no, you just want to say you're going
1: to say. You, I think it sounds well. I, I, it sounds very. I think it sounds good, and I've already signed up for the the, the beta, next beta, right? So I want to try it on myself. Okay, it so does sound like Tarkov, but a more sci-fi thing. Yeah,
0: essentially, it sounds like Tarkov, more sci-fi, and me and you can squad up and give it a go and die and yeah. get get mad at that as well. That'd be quite fun.
1: Yeah, um, and then kill each other.
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, yeah, yeah for sure. Which
1: can happen. Which can. But
0: happen. That, sorry, just before you segue off. That's kind of one of the things that was also a little bit like, I feel like there's a problem in the, in the way the game kind of, and maybe Tarkov has the same problem. I've never played Tarkov. Obviously there's in-game, you know, uh, proximity chat. Uh-huh. And when you're in there solo or you're in there with another squad or something, like I went in solo a few times and got sick of being killed in solo that I went and found a squad in the Discord to play with. And the, and the reason was, was because I would go in solo, you'd be fighting around and looting around, fighting the, uh, the, the monsters on the field. But then you might see another player and you'd be like, hey, are you friendly, you know? And so I was like, "Yeah, I'm friendly." There was only one guy really that I found that was friendly, and we kind of just left each other alone, doing our own things. But then, like, I, I was on a decent enough run, and um there was somebody being chased by a load of monsters, and you have you have stamina. So if you run out of stamina, these guys can catch up and deal damage and kill you. And I thought, "Oh my god, this would be horrible. I would hate to be that guy right now. I'm going to go help him out." So, over voice chat, I was saying. I'm saying, do you need any help? I'm here to help. You know, shooting all these enemies down. I thought, all right, I'm just going to help clear you, clear these out and you're fine. Cleared them out. The guy shot me. He killed me. He just killed me straight up. I had just helped him survive. Yeah. And he just, and, and that's the problem with this game at this point, I think, is that it is essentially a battle royale. And
1: do, do you know what it reminds, that, that reminds me of? What? Do you remember Yieldie Day Z? Or or those old original like zombie games that came out way back when yeah. everyone played them. Yeah, yeah. Similar to that.
0: Yeah, it is. And and it's and it's just a bit like where do you balance that? Because that's what I'm worried about. They want to give players the chance to not engage with each other, but at the same time. Everyone's always going to engage each other because you can't trust anybody. There's no trust system. So I feel like, and this is probably the same as Tarkov, but I feel like the cycle would benefit from like a trust system thing in place where Mm. maybe you could ping to another player that you're intending to be friendly. And if they ping back saying, cool, me too. You're both assured you can't kill each other or something.
1: You know what I mean? Well, you can't. You can can never be truly assured if someone's going to kill you.
0: But if that was a trust system, you could have something in play that would kind of half damage or something. So, so it would mitigate damage if someone turned around on you and and was going to do
1: you dirty, basically. Maybe maybe (laughs) that's something you should you should post to the developers. I might do
0: because you know. There are big areas where you'll be fighting bigger bosses, harder areas with more higher difficulty. And uh. going in solo to do those alone is, is is very hard. And there's also two different areas. And I was only playing in the normal, easier area. There's a more difficult area than what I've been speaking about. And this area is already hard enough, where there's kind of areas where there's lots of loot, but it's guarded by a big monster. And it would be nice if two people showed up. Did like a tr- Do you trust me? Yeah, I trust you. Okay, we'll get a little bit of bonus armor between ourselves so we can't just blast each other to smithereens. Let's kill this boss together. You know, that would be nice, I'd, I'd say. I don't yeah. know. I'm just I'm just rambling about it, basically. But I played it. It's good. I'm mixed about about some of the, the trusting features of the game. And, and that's probably how I'd feel about Tarkov as well. But the yeah. game's quite good, though. And
1: uh, yeah, it's still a playtest and stuff. But
0: there you go. That's the cycle. It's all wrapped up. Let's move on. Doris,
1: what was your segue? Well, I've changed my segue now because I've got breaking rumor news. Oh,
0: breaking rumor news.
1: What's PlayStation that? may have accidentally leaked one of their announcements. Just? Just now they've Which, accidentally leaked it. What have they leaked? They have leaked, potentially. Yes. The God of War Ragnarok release date.
0: Oh, I didn't actually realise that there was another God of War coming out, but yeah, God, God of War Ragnarok.
1: Been, how's that? Apparently, been it's put on Twitter. It's deleted now, but it, someone has managed to capture it and put it on Reddit. Apparently, God of War is going to be coming out on June twenty third. June twenty third. Oh, mm. that's a pretty uh, summertime blockbuster. Mm, yes, and that'll get a lot of hits in. Yeah. Okay, Uh, I've got two more things to talk about. How how many things have you got to talk about? Uh, Well, two
0: more. One of them, another one of them, was going to be one that you have to talk about. Ghostwire.
1: Oh no, that makes four. That makes four things then. The other one that I was going to talk about. uh... Talk about the other other one. one. Well, this is kind of encroaching on get real territory here, but certainly is. I watched the first episode of Halo, the TV series, about Paramount.
0: Yes, you did, because it came out on Paramount Plus. And it was possibly, it broke records, apparently, for Paramount Plus uh, watch rate, which is no surprise, because who the hell exactly. used to support Paramount Plus? But, no
1: one's heard of Paramount Plus before Halo came out. No.
0: All right, Lawrence, it's your turn. Go ahead. Halo. No spoilers.
1: <laughs> no spoilers. Okay. It's all right.
0: You got. You got to. You got to talk us through. Talk us no. through the show.
1: Well, it opens up right on this base in the middle of nowhere, like a deserty base in the middle of nowhere, and it's about uh, these resistant fighters against the UNSC, and we spend some time with them, getting to know one, one, one or two of the characters, and then it gets attacked. By the elites. Right. Which, oh damn, <laughs> whoever did the VFX for the elites on this bloody show need firing. My goodness. Because as you've seen, as I've sent pictures to, to, to Richard here. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Visually,
0: we're looking at, I mean, how do you compare this to... I can only,
1: I can only compare it. Did you remember the year Oldie like t- 2004 music video... Like 3D music videos and like the early yeah, noughties. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like that. Yeah, I would agree. I would say that's and pretty similar. It's so poor. But like the, but apart from that, like the rest of the show, it's, it's okay if you think of it as, a, as just a TV show and not with the rest of the games.
0: Okay. So you're not disappointed story wise is what you're saying.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm curious on where it's going to go because it, it, You know, you get to see Halsey and and a new, like, I think it's Silver Team. So you get to see three other Spartans and you get to see Spartans drop in and just take out all these elites, which is pretty cool. Um, And the story, it's a bit odd. I'll admit, the the, the Chief story is odd. The UNSC story is cool, but the Chief story is odd. Isn't Um, there a, like,
0: Mass Effect reference in here somewhere as well or something?
1: possibly but um, i didn't i don't know I was too busy answer. still throwing up over the visual CGI. effects. It
0: but <sighs> oh, the c g i here is is a real is a real shame in some places i mean you've sent me a couple of screenshots
1: like and- they could have just used like physical suits and then just mo capped out the 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 elite stuff, it's just
0: it's so bad. It's not good enough, really, I suppose. They don't even look um, they don't even look like the elites from the games fully really. No. They look like just Hollywoodized lizard creatures.
1: Yeah, and you 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 also like you, you do get to see um High Charity, which is the Covenant area and right. and all that, and it's <laughs> It, leave, it considering that we're so used to seeing it, like Halo Three and on all that, and it's very um, well it leaves, a, it leaves a lot to be desired. Let me put it this yeah. way: Yeah, I mean when you
0: could, I mean even Halo Infinite's cutscenes weren't as graphically impressive as some of the stuff from back when we when we are talking Halo Three, Halo Reach, um, yeah, and even the quality of Halo 4's um mm. cutscenes. Visually, mm. like those renders, like if you go back and watch them, th- nothing has touched them in Halo since, like visually. No. Like the graphics of them, like it's actually a bit disappointing how real time looking the infinite stuff is. Um, and what what
1: baffles me the most is these people that did the effects aren't like newbies. Yeah. They worked on Dune. They worked on Game of Thrones. Right. They worked Stranger Things, The Witcher, you know, all like big, big, big VFX stuff. Yeah. Yet they've pulled this out of the hat. It's yeah. like And who, Where's the budget gone?
0: Yeah, literally, where is the budget? When you look at something like this. And and who was who was the director of this? Didn't the, didn't there wasn't there uh, something about the director saying that they'd never actually ever played Halo?
1: I'm not sure, but I do remember that the original director was Steven Spielberg, but he pulled out, I believe. Um, It looks like there's like four directors working on this, which is never good. Never, never, never good. Um,
0: In a variety feature published last week, prominent figures from Schreiber Schreiber to...
1: Sorry? I think... uh, Oh no, not Rupert uh, Wyatt, it's Otto Bathurst. Yeah, It's had like three directors in the past ten years.
0: Yeah, it says here from the v- Variety uh, feature that they admitted to not playing the game before signing on to the series. In the same story, the showrunner said, we didn't look at the game, we didn't talk about the game. So, so basically
1: trying to do a Batman with the Dark Knight but didn't work.
0: Well obviously not even to anything close to that level. I'm sure obviously from getting the gig they will have gone and played the games and Oh yeah.
1: Like the main guy that plays Chief, like he doesn't have Chief's voice, which is a little weird, but I, I I'm almost thinking like well maybe he's a younger Chief and you know, maybe his voice is he's only just recently a Spartan yeah, and that kind of thing. It's 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 a lot of people saying it doesn't have a vibe and it doesn't, it's just kind of, it, it, there's, there's, it's there's flashes of halo there. But if you were just watching like the first, very first opening scene, like the first 20, like 10 minutes, you're seeing insurgents bring out AK 47s. What? And it's like, what? Where's the battle rifles? Where's the assault rifles? There's and never then, been an AK 47 in halo ever. And then, when the Spartans come down, you see, you know, the battle rifle and the assault rifle, but this is this is what really annoyed me. There's a moment where Chief throws his assault rifle onto the ground to another Spartan, and they CG the assault rifle, and you can tell it's CG because it's like, like a plasticine clay going across sand. What? And it's just like, where's the budget for the for VFX for Halo? Who greenlit this? That's awful, and and from the impressions of what what I'm getting from this, because I
0: haven't watched it yet, but it sounds like they've taken the idea of a sci-fi show and skinned it with Halo. Because much. you because there's a lot of things, like in games, where you could just say, "Oh, this is just a reskin something." You know, this is just like a a reskin of this type of game or this game here. It's just the same thing, but with a different different look on it. You know, and the other than the main story character beats of certain Halo characters, it sounds like those things could have been put on top of a sci-fi show, like a random low-budget oh, sci-fi me. show that gets televised every other Monday on whatever <laughs> it. it is. Oh, so this is the... You're sending me a screenshot here. Yeah, it just doesn't look real. That AR just, just looks awful.
1: That, that, that's after he was holding a real one.
0: It's just so. It sounds like uh, not this really.
1: This uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm comparing it's, it's images that, here, and it's that bad. I was lit. I literally have to stop and be like, "What am I looking at here?" Yeah. Like, and and the, that's the that's the issue. Like the CG is so bad, but like when they're in the conversation or when they when they are trying to get actual Halo stuff, it's really good. Cool not really good but it, it's it's cool like it's it's interesting to see more of this world but it's just poorly executed yeah. it's i mean when you when like you, you go to a base you go to reach basically you go to new mombasa i think it's new mombasa on reach and you see like the city in the background you see the base and it looks really cool but you don't stay there for long <laughs> no mainly because chief is like you know, he's on a pelican. Um, I'm not going to say why, but he basically grabs the pelican, crashes down, flicks the reverse gate and gets out of there. So he's not there for long. No, literally he's no. there for about minutes. He's five there for the
0: fan service alone, Lawrence.
1: We're, we're, we're there for a good 15 minutes. Very good. But it's just, ah, uh, it's like, uh, it's good, but it's doesn't quite
0: i'm i'm picking up that it's there's not a halo vibe i'm picking up the
1: non-halo-esque i mean when when we get to reach i mean this is this is a picture from reach it's it then it's like oh okay now i'm starting to feel like this is a bit more halo when you see the unsc when we see like what we're familiar with it's like okay this is this is getting here but then like chief does does something which i'm just like you don't you don't need to do that mate what why you do that stop Mm. just
0: stop interesting then but it's interested you enough to make you want to know what
1: happens next I mean I'll keep I'll keep watching it just because I I like Halo but I mean everyone's seen the rumours of Chief taking off his mask yeah which is a cardinal sin in Halo yeah you know remember the Mandalorian how we had to wait that whole time throughout the season yeah 45 minutes yeah okay (laughs)
0: <laughs> I just feel like the people who made this game weren't really that into Halo do you know what
1: I mean it's like 343's doing t- doing a TV series back in Halo 5 god like there, there there's no like there, there's a little bit of drama and tension but it, it, for the start it's a the co- like the combat's good the choreograph's good the CGI's bloody terrible the story mediocre, but it's worth a watch.
0: Okay, very good. We well, have to keep us updated on how that goes. If it gets oh, better or do. worse, because you don't know oh, at least when the Mandalorian God started, God God. started. The first like set, the second oh, episode yeah. was awful, but it got better. So who knows? Yeah, but yeah. for now, I, I'm getting the. I think you've done well mm. to to give us the insight on on that for this week. Um,
1: Thank, thanks chief
0: <laughs> I have two more things to mention there quick news flashes before we end today uh,
1: so... okay I'll do I'll do like a very hot hot, 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 hot headline. headline of That's what we've uh, got. Ghost Ghostwire after you're
0: done you can you can I mean if you want to play Ghostwire more we can talk about it next week or
1: I d- I, I, honestly I will not be playing Ghostwire right, we'll let, tell, you what, <laughs> tell you what
0: we'll do these two quick ones we'll do Ghostwire we'll do it today okay we'll do okay. almost a longer episode today everybody
1: Got can delete it off my hard drive.
0: <laughs> okay, good. All right. So, very quick ones from me. Uh, Lost Ark, which is the game that I have been playing, and and I did dip in. I actually, I didn't say that I played it this week, but I did. I played it more than the last couple of weeks. So, there was shameful. It's good. It's a good time. I'm, I'm almost shameful. I'll say what I will say about Lost Ark is I haven't finished the main story yet, so I am still pre end game, which is where shameful. the game is, and I'm struggling to get there because um, at the moment all of the quests and stuff are very they've the, the stories kind of diverged to filler content now in the main story yeah. so now I'm just doing fetch quests for random NPCs and it's not really impacting the main overall story so I'm not enjoying that right now but I need to get through it to hit level 50 and then start the end game content but for now I am still playing it and um, it could be coming to consoles this was announced by Xbox on their Twitter, where they did like a timeline of things in the last month where one of the things, or they said like things coming or upcoming this month or something. And it was like, one of them was, Lost Ark could be coming to consoles. So it wasn't even a confirmation. Mm. It was a rumor that they announced. The devs are considering a console
1: port. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there you go. That's that. And the other one was... I
1: think it would play better on console, you know.
0: I play it on... I'd play it on console. I'd play it on console. I've played it on uh, uh, controller and mouse and keyboard. And I'd say that the controller version of it is fiddly at first, but then when you get it, it's fine. When you understand how to use your abilities with the controller, it's fine.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, and then again, the the other thing I wanted to say was that um, the CD Projekt Red have announced that they're working on a
1: Witcher yes, project. a Witcher thing. Hmm. A Witcher thing. We <laughs> Witcher saw a thing. picture of a thing... They say it's not Witcher 4, but it's definitely something to do with The Witcher. <laughs> the Witcher, which thing will it be? I think it'll be a spin-off game, which I'm very excited for. Okay, and what they have
0: said, though, is that it is being made in Unreal Engine 5.
1: Yes, they used to use the uh, old Red Engine, but now they're, they've upgraded to UE5, which yeah. that's what I'm excited about.
0: <laughs> yeah, people need to start using UE5 for definitely. more than... UE4's capabilities. I feel like a lot more, of um,
1: lots more, of, more than doing it for films. Then you start using it for games.
0: Yes, yes. and implementing all of the technology that UE5 have kind of yes. got. Because at the moment, Very it's exciting. It's one of those engines that just spells. It just you just look at anything it does and go. Okay, next gen.
1: Yeah, that is like the like next gen engine. Like the games that come out with UE5, that is next gen graphics. Anyone anyone that's still running UE4, you are mid tick your mid-rib. Mid- mid-tier. Okay, Lawrence. Mid-tier. Now mid-gen.
0: Speaking of mid-tier, let's talk about Ghostwire Tokyo.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Right. Okay. Um, the walking arcade simulator. Sure. Okay.
0: Right. Okay. Very good. We're off to yeah, a good start. Remember,
1: remember Ghostwire was like, the trailer it was announced and it would look like a pretty damn good horror game like a Japanese horror game yeah. in Tokyo yeah yeah it's not it is an action uh adventure game in Japan like it's proper like proper like the managed to get the feel of Japan down at least I assume so I've never been and the the UI is just arcadey the the combat is arcadey like you've got like these elements which you can charge up and like you fling at these ghosts and then you pull out their core and you get the XP from that. And it's just, it's not what I expected. It's not, not what I anticipated and not what I wanted to play. When I heard, when I hear ghost wire Tokyo, I expect a Japanese horror game, not bloody flinging spells left, right and center. Not well, if you like Doctor Strange, which I do, it's, it's it's very similar to that kind of spells, right? But but
0: do you I, You yeah. see? Is that was that just your expectation of it being a horror game?
1: Well, they marketed they sh- it as a horror game originally. I feel like I always knew there was going to be action in there. I knew there'd it- be action,
0: but mm. I didn't expect it to be a first-person shooter. I see. That's where it's diff- so. It's a first-person shooter. What is the What's the premise of the
1: game? So um, you basically you 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 play as this as this uh, person called uh, Akito. He is on his way to the hospital to visit his sister, uh, and on, the, on on the way he gets he gets hit by I think like a, a bike or something, uh, and then when he wakes up this mysterious folks came in and everyone's disappeared. Like the clothes are still there, but everyone's disappeared. Silent Hill. Um, kind of. Yeah. And then he hears his voice in his head. Yes. Uh, Hello. telling him to hide, hide and he hides hide. And then he sees like these spirits in the fog kind of coming along. And then this guy appears on the TV screen saying, don't worry, everybody. You, you've been chosen for a higher purpose. Uh, sorry. And, yeah, and and it it's all a bit, it's all a bit mad. So it's a bit of
0: a weird one. Just a bit, yeah. So when you talk about the walking simulator stuff, so what's the gameplay loop like? Is it a story or is it mi Like, is, it, there- is
1: it is a story? It's a story. It's like an action RPG linear kind of thing. Story. Yeah. Okay. So you you walk from what I played at least because, and this is this is the biggest issue. I had performance issues. Performance issues, and a lot of people have been having performance issues. You should probably go see a doctor about that, Lawrence. (laughs) Specific. So I'm looking for a new host of the Get Real game. (laughs) Everyone's been having uh, issues with their PC, specifically on the RTX graphics cards. Oh, with this game, um and it's frame rate issues and i experienced it and it did really ruin my my, my feel of the game because you meant to you know it's meant to be fast paced action kind of thing in yeah. against ghouls doing fucking doctor strange spells i thought there was an nvidia uh, certified driver it was there was but it's not solved the issue not solved the issue okay not solved the issue no okay i mean it's good it's just a lot of people were saying that it's 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 Lack of variety of enemies, uh, unchallenging, and there's been stuttering issues on PC. The short, short lengths and, and stuff like that. Right. Um. But yeah, it it does get very repetitive. And even in the first like ten minutes, I felt it was getting repetitive.
0: So you think the the gameplay loops repetitive as well in that in that sense? Then combat wise, does anything kind of changes yeah. you? Go Not through? really.
1: Not really. When oh. how well, that's far taken Ghostwire?
0: How far do you think you've you've played then up to this point?
1: Uh probably the first five ten percent. Okay, so so
0: probably and the beginning just to... didn't
1: hook. The the beginning just does not hook, right? Because it's all just like bang 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 bang. It's like what 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 who who what where when? Wait, what's the
0: game with the cat? By the way, there's a game with a cat. Isn't oh, it? stray. Stray, that's so before ghostwire tokyo came out i actually got Stray in that confused i thought oh that game with that cats coming out it's
1: not it's not out yet no it's not no no what i'm saying no, is i thought I'm that's very looking that game forward to it. no Hopefully, no it's, it's similar it, it it came out with similar tones but then ghostwire kind of went all like cyberpunky i guess yeah, go- go for it. Go- ghostwire has that cyberpunk tokyo esque vibe but in general but watch the original trailer it's meant to be like very silent hill horror
0: Interesting. So do you think that they've marketed it? Like, if it was marketed to you as a first-person shooter, would you still, like, be d- disappointed in?
1: Probably not. I probably wouldn't play it, but, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's
0: that's that game then. That's Ghostwire. You don't mm-hmm. think you'll be playing any more of it? No. You wouldn't recommend it? Or you would recommend it? I'd recommend, it. It, You'd it, recommend it,
1: maybe in a few months down the line. On sale. On sale. Definitely on sale. Get it on sale.
0: All right, Lawrence. Before we wrap up today's episode, we're going to try finding at least good, feel, feeling good or de- decent enough good good news. This one is not up to the feel good level, I guess, that we would normally want to go for, okay. you, but, but it's nice. It's a, it's a nice thing. Okay. Um, there is now a Zelda Ocarina of Time fan-made PC port that is now Oh out. I saw this, yes. So this yes. this PC port of Ocarina of Time um features HD graphics, keyboard support, widescreen options, and yeah. more features. So yeah. this is an article by PC Gamer. Nearly twenty five years since its original release, Zelda Ocarina of Time finally has a PC port called Ship of Harkinian. The port uses reverse-engineered code created by the aptly titled Zelda Reverse Engineering Team while also adding a bunch of new features and improvements befitting a PC debut. Hmm. And it's arrived early, of all things. Early? It's arrived early. Uh, yes, it'll uh, be nice on both keyboard and controller. Um, it will also feature rumble and gyroscope functionality as well as modding wow. uh, the the creators um, also promised forthcoming support for 60 FPS, text-to-speech, twin-stick camera controls, HD models, audio, and more. Just on that, 60 FPS, Ocarina of Time runs at about, I think it's like 12, to something like either 12 or 20 frames per so second. Tw-
1: I think it's 12 to 24 frames 20 per second. Seconds, something like that. To Depending have Ocarina of
0: Time in sixty frames per second would be just weird. I think like it would be It would be strange. Weird. It would feel very strange, but I would accept it and welcome it with open
1: arms. I'm 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 all for it. I'm all for it. In fact, you know what? I might try and play it.
0: Yeah, I think I will as well. Uh, The last thing to know about this, because interesting, it's not like a ROM. While the port is based on reverse-engineered code, you're going to need a legally sourced ROM to play it. While the code is legal, it was created independently and does not belong to Nintendo per se. Using assets created by Nintendo definitely is, hence why the ROM is required. So again, it's a bit of a gray area when you talk about it like that, but essentially you're going to need... A ROM of the game in order for the code, which is legal to pull assets mm-hmm. off of the game. So it's up to you to source the ROM, which is why I guess Nintendo can't necessarily target this project mm-hmm. specifically. Um, yeah, but don't be I, downloading any ROMs of any games
1: you don't own. That's my, my, you don't I own the physical game on off the website now for the. Reverse Engineering, it's not just Ocarina of Time they're working on. Okay, what else are they working on? They're working on Majora's Mask, which they are 52% complete. Right. Twilight Princess, which has not started, which I assume they're going to move teams around now. Yeah. And the Minish Cap at 86.27% complete. The Minish Cap's an interesting one. Very interesting. Mm. Okay. No Wind Waker as of yet, it seems.
0: No, but you see, I suppose that's not going to be high on their list because Wind Waker already has an HD... Version. There's already an HD thing, uh, I suppose.
1: you As does Twilight Princess,
0: yeah. But uh, I think the Wind Waker runs at 60. I'm not sure if
1: um, ah, Twilight okay. Princess does. But so the um, reason why they've started work on Twilight Princess is that before the Wind Waker, is there were simply more people interested in starting a, decomp- a decompilation project for Twilight Princess. Oh, that's fair enough.
0: Hmm. Well, I hope that was good feeling enough. It's always good to have um, some some preservation of old games essentially
1: so uh yes. and, and, and i do have one word one one i do have something to say though about this to good. to to nintendo who obviously listen to our podcast oh, obviously your move what you do now mother snicker
0: what are you gonna do eh? what are you, yeah. gonna, are you gonna do an hd collection yeah. are you Go hd, on, HD collection i dare you. Very good. Double day. Well, thanks for joining us this week again. Uh, don't forget that we now have a new Twitter. It's at GetRealGaming on Twitter. You can find us there. We're going to be chatting more there than anywhere else, probably. And uh, we'll be posting and retweeting all good news and funny stuff and all that. And um, Lawrence, hope you have a good week. I hope everyone listening has a great rest of their yeah, week. And you we'll too. chat to you all next time. Goodbye for now. Bye bye. Making hey.
1: it sell the collection, yeah. We owns bloody our own Zelda collection They get real gaming collection.
0: Have you seen the videos where which are like Ocarina of Time AI, uh, frame yeah. like 60 frames a second done by AI, and it just looks really strange. It, it looks really smooth, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about it because no, it looks like it, in my head it should be like the best way to play the game, but you don't know. Like, like when you're used to the game being presented at twenty
1: twenty five. start I imagine your your swings and everything will be really off because you're so used to your muscle memory so used to the the frame adjustment that you're just yeah. like. Yeah, Might um, give it a go. Yeah, i will see if I can get, it, get a coffee. Still won't be as funny as that multiplayer we did.
0: No, that's the next step, isn't it? Really. Yeah, where they travel huh?